You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For everything Buccaneers, it, 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 it's Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns. Now, now, here's your hosts, Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. Ahoy, Bucks fans! Yep, we brought the Ahoy back because uh, Kaylee and I are actually here today to deliver some good news. But first and foremost, guys, Happy New Year. Hope everyone had a safe and amazing holiday. Welcome to Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns, an Odyssey original podcast that brings you all Tampa Bay Bucks insight and entertainment three times a week. We're back at it, guys, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So be sure to conveniently download that Odyssey app. Search Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns and hit that auto download button so that you can have all brand new episodes just sitting there waiting for you so you can stay up to date on your favorite team. You can also stream Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns on any of your favorite streaming platforms. So share with friends, families, other football fans, Tom Brady fans, Bucks fans, whomever you want. Guys, I am Casey Hudson with the Jagged Voice today, joined by my lovely co-host Kaylee Mizell. And not only is it time for us to sail into a brand new episode, but boy, it's New Year. I already feel that much better, Kaylee. Although my voice is going to say otherwise to Jolly Roger fans and Bucks fans, guys, all is well over here. This is just the product of me talking for like five days straight. And then also being a very competitive board player. But um, Kaylee, Happy New Year. How are you? So good to see everybody on day two of 2023. I know. Happy New Year. Casey, I don't think I'm getting overly excited when I say you know, maybe 2023 is the Bucks year. Maybe. They came out strong. They came out strong in the 2023 performance. I liked it. <laughs> uh, I want I want to come out strong too. I want to have like a good, you know what I mean? So you got to right. start off the new year right. All the um, things. All the things. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, so. no crazy like diets or dry January or – what is it like all the different things like oh, sign yeah, up a lot of people do a lot of different stuff I mean generally speaking I try to do some type of like New live in a more out. healthy kind of way um I'm uh my husband is like fasting sweets this week with our like church family and I'm Whoa. just like I mean, I'm, I'm like also not eating sweets, but like right. for like multiple reasons. Um, feels like- so I don't know if that counts. Like, it oh, counts. I'm fasting sweets. But um, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I think it's uh, New Year's resolutions. That's always a fun thing. I don't know. I, I, I don't board process. That's my that's my oh, geek. vision board. Yeah, I do. I geek out on the vision board thing. I mean, my family bought me this. You like? Do you like get a, a big like cork board and like buy a bunch of magazines and then like I've just go ham? Different things every year. Always okay. the magazine, or I'll print some things off and like cut it all funky. Yeah. But for two years, my family bought me this planner. Still don't know where it's from, but the front of the planner, and it's pretty large planner, so I won't carry it everywhere with me, but the front of it is for a vision board and it has like it all like, yeah, written out so that you can put things down on it and stuff. Um, and crazy enough, like, I mean, obviously we get caught up in life sometimes and don't realize what's going on. But when I look back at those things, I'm like, wow, okay. Like that happened, that happened, that happened. So yeah, the vision board thing is a geeky thing for me, but I love it so much. And then I feel your husband's pain and your pain because I do the Daniel's fast at the top of every year for either 10 to 21 days, depending on my schedule this year, I'm recommitting to 21 days. So, um, football fans, this is not coffee in this mug. This is athletic greens. Yum. (laughs) Your girl will be uncaffeinated for 21 days. I've done the Daniel fast before. I used to do the Daniel fast almost every year too, Casey. Really? And it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. There was one year, I have to say this, 
um, where I think Aaron and I were engaged. So we were like getting married that year. We were like, play, like we had gotten engaged in December. We did the Daniel fast in January, the first 21 days of January. By day like eight, nine, we were both pretty like snappy with each other. Pretty and dumb. there was like a point in time where we like looked at each other and I was like, I don't think that this is good for like our relationship. Like we need to add some. So we had to add um, eggs. We had to um, add please. eggs back in because it's like you're not supposed to do like protein or eggs or dairy or all. Please I mean, it's like essentially like you're supposed to live off of fruits, vegetables, nuts and beans. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's the Daniel fast, essentially. Um, no. Yeah. No cheese, no milk. No yogurt, no vegan, <laughs> no wine, like nothing. So mm -hmm. there was just a point in time where I was like, we we need some eggs. Like we just need to add in a lit because we were also like working out still really hard, you know, That's like wedding part. prep, mm -hmm. prepping, like planning and organizing, making phone calls to all, to all do all this wedding stuff. And it was just like, this is not good for our really like we need to. We're gonna throw <laughs> eggs back in. I think the Lord will forgive us. For um, some eggs. <laughs> I we'll love be, that you guys did that. That's we'll why I okay. said either 10 or 21. Like typically I know my mindset beforehand. Yeah. Um, I've done I did 21 days in 2018. I did 14 days after that, 10 days last year. I forgot what I had going on last year, but like it was just like nah. This One year, year I did a month, Casey. Oh. And then I finished it off with um like an actual fast, like a, like food, like an actual, like I did like a month, like 30 days, like you're the, the whole month of January. And then I started like the first, like three or four days of February with, um, like no, just like water, like, like no the food. Lemon thing. No, not that. Oh, I okay. have done that before the master <laughs> cleanse. I've done that before too. Oh, oh yeah. Talk about hard resets you gotta love it the new year's just brings up so much i wonder if tom brady is on something this year i is know this, you know what tb12 have any uh fasting in their in their protocols i've never seen fasting but the diet is already so, or the lifestyle is already so like borderline veganism it's plant-based to a t like yeah. your protein portions are very much this so if he had to cut out protein i think it, he wouldn't even notice yeah if he did any sort of like other reset, but, uh, Kaylee, I'm glad that we both have some interesting stuff to top the new year. And speaking of restart guys, Kaylee and I are not on here to have a therapeutic session. We're not on here to be disappointed, uh, friends and moms and associates and colleagues and all the things we're here to tell you like good news on good news on good news. Now it doesn't mean we're going to discount the areas that need progress, but, uh, I think we start with some team updates. There was, maybe three very exciting things that happened yesterday. And the hard part, Kaylee, is I don't know what should come first. I think we have to start with the biggest news. The biggest being everyone's clinch. Oh, that's the, the biggest news, right? The Bucks clinched the NFC South. They're going to the playoffs. Oh man. See, now you're going to make me sound negative. And 2023 is only like 48 hours in. That is the, but biggest, that's news. the biggest news. That's the you're biggest right. news because we weren't sure depending on how things played out we weren't sure if the bucks were going to need to win out to clinch right but it happened early they don't because the saints beat the falcons and the bucks have already beat the falcons right and then the falcons and the bucks lost. beat the panthers and yeah and the, because the falcons lost mm -hmm. there's no way that they can be in the running so the bucks clinch like that's gr that's good news that's I mean, really good news the bucks are going to the playoffs officially yeah it's 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 in like we're not waiting to see what happens next week which is going to take a lot of stress all off of like tampa bay as a whole so you're yeah right. you can like That's kind of breathe nice. a little bit like whew. okay <laughs> it is the biggest news i was just being a little bit of a negative nancy and it's probably the lack of caffeine that'll be in my cup for 21 days because i'm like but the nfc south is like eh. they're not great but it doesn't <laughs> matter because the bucks still won like the Bucks still clinched the NFC South. Like, still give them their doubloons, Casey. Ridiculous. Yeah, they're going to the playoffs. Like that's the goal in the regular season. We've seen it before, Casey, where like in, you know, like in college football or in what it doesn't matter how you get in. You just got to get in. Right. Everything resets whenever when the playoffs start, 
it doesn't matter what you did during the regular season. Everything resets. So it is a good opportunity <laughs> for this team to reset. New year, new me. Eleven. Yep. Reset and uh, and move forward in do more do do more good things well. However, that sentence should properly be phased. Everyone knows. All right, you're right. So, top news: our Tampa Bay Buccaneers are NFC South champions. (laughs) They got new T-shirts. They got new hats. They styled up in the locker room with all the excitement in the world. Joe Tryonshanka had the best caption, basically. Never count them out. Well, you know, we've all been on a very exciting roller coaster this season. But on the next part of this exciting day and news and all the goods that just keep on coming is uh, it's Mike Evans. Who did anybody else kind of get caught up in the emotional roller coaster that has been the 2022 season and not realize that Mike Evans was like in range of a thousand yards? I'm going to be fully transparent, Bucks fans. I cover the team. I pull this guy's statistics every week. Kaylee and I talk about it every week. Kaylee drops statistics every week. I did not realize Mike Evans was like within reach of this because of how the season has looked and felt. Yeah. It, it's kind of one of those things that it did sneak up on you because he's, he's really only had like one or two. I mean, aside from this game, one or two like hundred yard games, like everything yeah. else is like, 68 yards, 73 yards. Like, yeah, like it's been kind of like here and there, hit or miss throughout the whole Mm -hmm. season, aside from, like I said, like one or two games where he's had some really bright moments. Um, So then he hits that number and you're like, whoa, dude, I'm (laughs) like, I'm pumped for you. This is awesome. My college cross-reference skills came in so quick. Like I was like, wait a minute. Because I didn't see it on ESPN, Fox, or any of those first. And then my Twitter and stuff was lagging. So even the Bucks communication information on Twitter that's typically like, and with that reception, X, Y, and Z, like it didn't hit until almost 45 minutes later. So I'm over here like, wait a minute. It's time to investigate this. I'm cross-referencing. I'm looking at so many different people's things. And then I'm like, I think this is it. Like, do I pull this the trigger? Because you get eaten alive on Twitter if you make, you know, a mistake. And I'm like, I didn't start this mistake. I'm just you know, I'm jumping. So I was so excited when I realized it was true because who deserves it more? You and I talk about the fact that he's this underrated guy. You don't talk about him enough. And he's always one of the most accountable leaders on this team. So I'm just, I'm so happy that it happened. I think it overshadowed everything. And of course, hands off the ball at the end of the game, this man's declothing himself to sign articles to give to fans. Like it's always about everybody else versus Mike. And my favorite part about the entire situation, Kaylee, is moments before the first um, connection that Tom Brady and Mike Evans finally had. And I say finally because it's felt like the Sahara Desert watching these two. Uh, My mom calls me and she's like, just chit-chatting a little bit. And she's like, I'm nervous to watch the game because I feel like I might be bad luck. And I'm like, mom, just turn on the game. And she's like, okay, one question. I'm like, what? And she's like, what happened to like the bromance between Tom Brady and Mike Evans? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know, mom. It seems like they, you know, it's, they have some kissing and making up to do because it's been, it's been off all of a sudden. I'm like, did you spend New Year's Eve together? You two? Like, yeah. What uh, is happening? Yeah. Well, and so Casey, I mean, Along those lines, maybe this is a little bit more within um, offensive review, but it didn't start off good, you know, like with with, you know, Evans being like, okay, like he's open, he's in the clear, like go. And then it like Brady throws him the pass, it bounces off his chest and it's incomplete. Didn't start well in the game. For Brady and Evans. Uh, <laughs> but they didn't let it, like, destroy them. They didn't. I mean, what would have happened in the past where this team would have just gotten so bogged down and so, like, in a hole? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did kind of dig themselves in a hole. But they they overcame it. And it didn't seem like there was a, a renewed confidence in this team yeah. that I've been looking for all season but have been – it's been hard to find. And mm-hmm. so now you finally find that confidence and it's exciting. It's exciting to see a team that is feeling themselves. that is confident that like says, 
hey, you know what? Yeah, we're down right now, but you can't count us out. You know, right. I, I like that. Um, so uh, really, really happy for Mike Evans. And then so his so he had um, the 63 yard scoring catch. And that was the catch that allowed him to eclipse a thousand receiving yards. Oh man, it's still, and then just, I mean, again, we'll get, we'll get into all this in a second, but yes, say it, it wasn't even like this short chunk yard or the short yardage situation or, you know, quick little, yeah. it was none of that. It was, it was, it was beautiful to watch. It was, it was like reading poetry and no one deserves it more than Mike Evans. That just goes to show you that you don't always have to be the loudest person in the room to make an impact because who really knew was what was going on with this team that he was uh, right there week 17 nine straight seasons. I mean, this guy has been putting up a thousand yards since entering the league. So I'm so excited about that. And speaking about another legend, last and least, at least uh, on my end, Kaylee, for some team updates is Bruce Arians. PA gets inducted into a little Hall of Fame action yesterday. They had the whole ceremony before the game. And so great. You just, I just love that you can still see what, what BA means to this team. I know that there was so much conversation, controversy and speculation and gossip and, you know, he was forced, all these things, but unless health, you know, health is an issue, you see him on the golf cart with his team on the practice field, um, on the field, on the sideline, up in the, in, in, what is it, the club seats and stuff you just, you see somebody who still wants to be present regardless of every bit of adversity or discomfort they have to deal with. And look, I loved Bruce Arians before he even came to Tampa Bay. I was ecstatic when I found out who's going to be a coach here. Um, I followed a lot of his career over at the Arizona Cardinals for many reasons. So this is a guy that I have so much respect for this team, believe it or not, still has so much respect for. And uh, I think it was a beautiful little ceremony and a moment for BA to get things going. And if anything, could have also played into this team starting to do the right thing. So your 2022 bucks, who's talking about those guys? We're talking about the 2023 bucks that know how to find the end zone and put up 30 points. What? They started, what? 30 points? Yeah. These people, these guys? Yeah, oh, yeah. I was in half the game. But as Kaylee mentioned moments ago, that's not how it started. And I think the best way for us to do our jobs is to take you through the roller coaster that Kaylee and I have to often be on. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the fans, the fans are on it too. Cause there was a point in time where you're like, what? There was a moment of panic, at least that I had, Casey, where it's like, not again. Yeah, please not again. You know, mm-hmm. that Brady, was Brady and Evans kind of miss each other, and you're like, oh no, not again. And then the Bucks are down fourteen nothing. You know, halfway through the second quarter, and you're like, please not again, no. And then they're down twenty one ten, like at the beginning of the fourth, and you're like, please, there has to be no. something. There has to be more juice in the tank. Like, come on. This is not going to be the story of 2023 as well. And they said, no, it's not going to be the story. We're not the same team. We have a renewed mindset. We have confidence in ourselves. And they just, it it just seemed like all of the frustrations and the lack of confidence and the digging themselves and all, it all seemed to just like, bounce off their shoulders like roll off their back like all at once it was like a breath and they were actually okay and gonna move forward Casey I want to know before we get into like all of the good stuff that happened later on in the fourth quarter what were you thinking because again like we've been here so there was a part of me like that said Oh no, not again. What what was your mindset whenever you're seeing this game play out? That part you you hit on the head for me because it was like, well, here we go. That's just that's kind of basically where I went. And then, yeah. you know, I realized that it was an emotional toll on me to tweet negatively about the team. So I was, <laughs> I was forcing myself to be like positively tweeting still in the midst of it. And then yeah. it felt like, you know, oh wait, this is slightly turning around. So I will yeah. say this, agreeing with everything you just said, um, the, 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 oh no, here we go. Oh no, here we go. Please just give us something worth watching here. That first, that first quarter, 
almost felt like it was going to set a tone that we've seen too many times this season. Um, I remember tweeting like right away, like a little perspective on the Bucks' first offensive possession. The first offensive possession has not been their strong suit. And with two minutes and 33 seconds of possession time, five plays averaging 9.4 yards per play, they collected two penalties within that that cost them 16 yards. So imagine reading that, seeing that, watching that play out in real time and then convincing yourself that something different was going to happen yeah I'm glad that you mentioned the scoring per quarter Kaylee because I think anyone who didn't catch the game anyone who turned it off early left the stadium early whatever whatever you did yesterday I think it puts into such clear perspective just exactly where this team rallied and how so it was the offense that couldn't get their footing Defense didn't have the greatest strong quarter either, but then all of a sudden this spark came about. And you know where that spark started? It started with the momentum that came from two almost turnovers to finally getting a turnover. Kaylee and I have been asking this team to turn the ball, get turnovers. I probably shouldn't say the word because we've seen that. But to get turnovers, create turnovers, create havoc, wreck havoc, smash teeth, brains, whatever it is. We've said all the things here on Jolly Rogers and touchdowns. And finally, you know, you saw that extra oomph in their play to make things like that happen. You know, you got Antoine Newville Jr. with a sack. What have you always said is one of the things you love seeing, Kaylee? Oh, my when gosh. Yeah. To make happen. I thought of you immediately, by the way. Um, into the, oh, yeah. Love it. Yeah. It's just, again, his stature, his athleticism, all these things. He makes a sack look, look like you know, an Olympic run, like he's, yeah, like he's crushing the 40 or something. Um, Then you've got Sean Murphy bunting with an interception. I didn't even have words. I was like, what the SMB? Like this guy, this guy who has been put under so much scrutiny and uh, such a light of, is he going to, what's he going to do? All these things. So this team just really started to come together in ways that they needed to and defense, which this is no stranger to any of us, starts setting a tone. Anthony Nelson had a heck of a game. Yes, he got a sack, but even outside of that sack, the pressure that he kept applying, 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 you saw a motor. So, Kaylee, I think it was just the fact that, like, we saw that whole defense gets them going or gives them hope. Defense created yeah. hope, and then it comes exactly. back to the offense to either capitalize or not. Yes, and I love that you said that that, that it gave them hope because – it didn't happen immediately, Casey. Mm-hmm. Like you look at when that interception happened, you know, fairly quickly into the second half, right? And yeah. then what to the Bucks? Like what happens the very next drive? Oh, blocked field goal. It would have been so easy for this Bucks team to for the defense to just be like, our offense sucks. Like we're just. We're not having it. We're just going to, you know, we're going to phone it in because clearly the offense isn't, but they didn't give up. The defense didn't give up, right? Nope. But neither did the offense, which we've mm-hmm. seen before. We've seen this offense sometimes kind of like lay down and beat themselves. Um. So even after the blocked field goal, so you get an interception, then you get zero points off of that interception because of the blocked field goal. Then they come back and get a touchdown and you still aren't like in this super negative mindset, which again, I have to give credit to this team for because we've seen them get into a really negative mindset, but that didn't happen. They came back and they scored their own touchdown. And then the defense came out and was like, okay, yeah, we're going to, we're going to make this Panthers team punt. And then the Bucks came out and they scored another touch. And it's just, it started like we've talked about the snowball in a negative way. Yeah. This time it was a snowball in the positive way where it was like they didn't let the bad stuff that was happening damper the their good snowball. Mm-hmm. And their good snowball just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger until, you know, you look at the end of the day. Casey, one of the biggest things we talked about coming into this game was air it out. How many times did we say that? Like air it yeah. out. This is not the team that you're going to just ground and pound it. It's just not going to happen. You need to air it out. Tom Brady had 432 yards yesterday. Three touchdowns. Two receivers had over 100 yards. Chris Godwin had 120. Mike Mm -hmm. Evans, 207. Like they did the smart game plan, they were strategic. 
that like all of the things that we've been begging this offense to be, they did it in that game. Mm -hmm. They played against their opponent smartly. They used their resources. They played to their strengths. They used Chris, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. <laughs> I mean, they're kind of a superhero duo. You kind of mix right. them together, but um, <laughs> they used those guys efficiently and mm -hmm. and in the way that they should be used. We talked about it. This Panthers team has a weak secondary. Utilize your receivers, and they did. Mm -hmm. And I, for that, I just have to give like all hats off, like credit to because it's something that it's been hard to see. It's hard mm -hmm. to, it's been hard to see the strategy behind this offensive matchup all year, frankly, all yeah. year. You're like, what is the strategy here? <laughs> you're not playing very well against your opponent. And this time, this game, I think that they did that. They played very strategically, very smartly against their opponent. And they were patient with it. Casey, we all know that sometimes it takes a little bit of time before things get going and then they mm -hmm. do get going. And this team was patient. They waited it out. They were smart with their game plan. I honestly, it, like I do, I'm not like trying to go crazy here, but I think it might've been the best offensive game that we've seen from the bucks this season. It's definitely on the charts for me because it's some things that stood out to me, especially from what you're saying now and like what I was seeing yesterday is they didn't self-implode because yep. we've always said that eventually the, the Bucks are good at one thing, beating themselves. And we didn't see that. And typically that's one of the snowball effects. Like they beat themselves one time and then it continues, which reminds me of the next big thing that I saw. I saw them able to adjust because um, yeah. in, in the frustrating first half that, that all Bucks fans and all of us went through, we did see them still try to do back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back runs with Rashad White and Leonard Fournette. And, you know, the Leonard Fournette was running into walls yesterday, not by any means or lack of a skill set for Leonard Fournette, but because of what we talked about here. Those front four guys for Carolina are a lot better than they're getting credit for. That linebacker room is pretty good. But that secondary, just as you said, not the strongest. So it took them a minute to get there, but any other game we would have seen that minute be the entire 60 minutes, and it was about 30 of it. So giving credit where credit is due, as you said, hats off. Um, I saw no self-employment. I saw adjustments, and that goes for both sides of the ball, honestly. Yeah. And you saw the hunger of them wanting to step up because there's also certain things to where big picture of the game they would revert back to that run to attempting to run the ball in so many ways because there was like big, there was big drops that weren't all entirely on Tom Brady. Um, you know, not the best game for Kate Otten, but he bounced back when he needed to. And that's all we want to see. We want to see that you're not out here playing with zero emotion and zero hope. And I think that's the most significant thing that stands out to me on top of adjustments and no self imploding is that you saw the desire from each player to correct their mistakes and to do better. I mean, after Jonathan Smith opened up with a penalty, you saw it all over his face. I mean, I, I felt horrible. I'm like, I can only imagine what's running through his mind right now. And they just kept bouncing back. So love that they that they committed to that in-air attack. I love that this ended up being such a poetic game for Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I mean, there were so many familiarities to this game as well. When you see, you know, if it doesn't go to Chris, it goes to Mike. If it doesn't go to Mike, it goes to Chris. And then all, all of a sudden, hey, guys, Russell Gage is good, well, healthy. He's doing things. I'm all jokes aside. I think that that's all health permitted um, because Tom Brady was excited about this guy joining the team. He said that he expects him to come in and make a difference and be good. And we've seen that over the last three games, Russell Gage in clutch moments. So he may not be 50 plus receiving yards, but he was significant and he reeled in catches when it was time to convert. And I, I have to give a lot of kudos to him. And does anybody else think that Rashad White might be, meant to be a wide receiver versus a running back i i casey right like that's you're like oh oh, oh okay i right. i see you is you know, like you could do both but are you yeah. sure you don't want to do one a little more than the other like i'm watching him yesterday and i'm like but you're a pretty he's bigger than scotty for one i believe yeah. and 
I don't know. Maybe something for the Bucks to consider if they want to get some tricks up their sleeve. Rashad yeah. White be your uh, your your uh, wide receiver that you turn into a running back occasionally. But no, all that kind of guy. Yeah, it's just they adjusted. Um, they really stayed in it, and it's funny because after everyone's emotions aired out on Twitter, then you really saw and heard <laughs> everyone be like, "You never count out Tom Brady. You just never. If when the back's against the wall, you don't go against Tom." And I'm like, I think a chunk of us have truly felt this way most of the season. But, you know, like all people, we let our emotions get the best of us. And here we are. Offense showed up in the second half. They haven't played a full 60 minutes of, uh, of football at all this season. But in, in all of that, they've been one of the best comeback teams in the league. And I wonder yeah. how much that can weigh in to closing out the season and carrying into playoffs. Like, I can't believe we're really saying playoffs, but I'm so excited that we have playoffs to talk about. Yeah, we we certainly will. Week 17 was uh was one for the Bucks. It was it was good. It Casey, um a few a few last little thoughts on offense. I like the I like the confidence that this I was looking for a game and and I I thought, "Oh, maybe it's going to be against the Browns. Maybe it's going to be against the Cardinals, maybe it's going to be against, you know what I mean? And I kept saying that like the offense needs a game that just gives them some confidence that just, they, they walk out and they feel like, Oh yeah. Like they have a swagger about them because they've earned it because they've proved we saw that. The first thing you see is Mike Evans coming out in the throwback Michael Jordan jersey that Chris Godwin got him for Christmas. Secret has done well, very well. And you're like, this is the swagger I've been looking for all season, all season long. And Mm -hmm. not, and it's not fake swagger. It's not like this, you know, like oh, I think I'm good, but I'm not actually performing very well. Swagger. It's I earned this. I did this. Like I look at what I just did. Mm-hmm. I earned this confidence. Um and that's the confidence they need walking into the playoffs. So I'm so happy for this offense. I'm so happy with the way that the game finished up. I'm so happy for the adjustments, the strategy. Again, like kudos to the coaching staff as well. Like I think that they did a good job adjusting and following the strategy, like realizing like this team has a weakness that we need to exploit. Let's exploit it. Like, let's do it. Mm -hmm. I've given this coaching staff a very hard time, like (laughs) a very hard time. But again, kudos. like I have to give kudos where where it's deserved. Doubloons to them. Doubloons (laughs) to Mike Evans. Tom Brady. Like we're handing them out. Yeah, that, there's one thing that made me think of, actually, um, because while the coaching staff had their moments of adjusting, Brady waved off <laughs> Byron Leftwich a couple of times and it made That's an executive true. decision out there. And look, That's you got to do what you got to do. Like, he's like, look, I'm 45 years old. I've played in this league half of my life. Um, I'm seeing something differently out here and we're not chancing it. Because uh, we're thing, getting to the playoffs, we're gonna clinch today. We're going like, yeah. So, in the like catching the wave off of whatever Byron was saying and Brady being like, This is what's happening. Um, love to see that because sometimes you need a leader's perspective versus yeah. like the mentor's response. And, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people that would freak them out, but it's true. Vision is everything, and Brady had the vision and had the best call. And I would say this I think he decided to do that because there was two questionable there was a couple questionable calls, but you know, a lot of people were upset about the team choosing to punt on one of the fourth downs. I think it was like four and two. And um, the next fourth down that they had, they decided to go for it. So I think another in-game lesson this team learned is to stop, you know, not taking risk at certain moments. If you can make it up. You might as well take calculated risk. Like they that, should have never punted. And yeah. there was all this, you know, conundrum around that. And the last thing actually that I'll say before we switch to defense is um, I hope that this team gave, you know, actually no TB 12 needs to come to the facility, go to Brady's house. Like he needs an extra massage on the books and then some today because three QB sneaks by a 45 year old quarterback is terrible. Yeah. So, Oof. I just have to say, I wonder what Brady's body's feeling like today. Uh, Hopefully good, man. Hopefully good. 
And if not, hopefully he has the time to recover. But speaking of recovery, defense, you get an interception, you get a sack, you get a sack, and you get a team that's fired up to do well. They also had a rocky start, I would say. I wasn't sure what was happening with this defense initially. What I do appreciate, though, is yeah. that it was acknowledged the large role that Antoine Winfield Jr. is like expected to play. Yep. Uh, and if you really think about what he's doing and how he's all over that field, it's exhausting to actually lock in on him and see what oh he's doing. Oh, my gosh. So yeah. I think he has It wears me out just watching all of the things that he does on the field. Yeah. And he's not like a tantrum guy. <clears throat> he did get one holding call, I think it was, and he was just kind of like, how? But then he shut up and moved on. Like yep. his, his, his demeanor is just – it's one to be admired and respected in so many ways. But I feel like yesterday was one of the days that I was like dizzy just watching him like – Oh, yeah. Step up, play back, find this guy, track this guy, run with this guy. Um, You know, the touchdown that was caught on him, he was pissed about, but it wasn't something that was projected across the board. He came up big plays after that. And then ends up getting a sack. So I've got to give a big shout out to Winfield Jr. because he does have a tall task. Um, and yeah, Antoine Winfield Jr. battling out with DJ Moore. DJ Moore being this dark horse in the league right now. Our producer asked us before uh, we got things going today, is is he maybe the most underrated player in the league? Like, could he actually be one of the best receivers? It's not being talked about. I'd say yes, but I think that um, Greg Olson, did I say that right? Thumbs up, James. I think I said it right. Anyway, the former Panthers tight end uh, was explaining that the process of him coming in and the building and the growing process, and then James also mentioned the different coaches and all the turnaround there. Once a player gets a, an opportunity to really grow, like the right atmosphere, the right structure, the right coaching staff, you see a completely different player. And I think that's what we saw. So we saw an elite wide receiver going up against a guy that we all have so much respect for over here in Tampa Bay. It was an exciting to match up watch all day because it's not like the Panthers did bad. The Panthers came out hot. They're at, yeah, they not all, like to a few things that you said in there, Casey, that I liked is like, yeah, the Panthers are a better team than what we all thought. Like, yeah, they had some coaching struggles. They like went through it. There was some question marks at quarterback, but then, like, as the season went on, you're like, oh, this team isn't, like, this doesn't have to be, well, with this the way that the NFC South is, it's like, well, this doesn't have to be a rebuilding year for this team. Like, they actually mm -hmm. have a dog in the fight. Like, they they could do something, and that's kind of scary, um, especially as, you know, when the Bucks come in to play this game, and then you see different things. The Panthers come out, they punch you in the face first thing, they get a touchdown, Mm -hmm. And to your point, Casey, you know, like that's why why you're like, oh, I, you know, the defense didn't start off things fantastic. Like you let the Panthers come out and score first thing, three and a half minutes in, but uh, but the defense didn't lie down, you know. And yes, this Panthers team has some power, they have some flexibility, they have some strategy, but even whenever the defense was, you know, even whenever they were in a fourteen to nothing whole, even when it was 21 to 10, the, the defense continued to come out and fight. And talking about confidence, the defense continued to believe in their offense and the offense continued to believe in the defense. Like mm -hmm. it was this, it was this confidence on both sides of the ball where it seemed to me like they believed in each other. Like they believed yeah. in the team as a whole and not just like, oh, you guys suck. I'm going to have to put the whole team on my back. It was like, yeah. no, there was a, there was a confidence that was like an ebb and a flow. It was a back and a forth. It was like, I'm going to go out and do my job so that you can go out and do your job. And I'm going to trust you to do your job mm -hmm. and vice versa. Um, and that was, that was so great to see again, you know, and, and I, and I do think that that part of the mentality did start from the defense's perspective. Um, and, and you just can't, not only is a guy like Antoine Woodfield Jr. all over the field, but you just can't actually account for how valuable he is in terms of like what he brings to the mental side of the game, what he brings to the confidence of this team. That's, that's invaluable to be honest, in my yeah. opinion, because 
he brings something that is so unique that makes the game fun that it, it, it gets it lights people up. He has this like bright light inside of him mm-hmm. and anyone he gets on gets around it like his light shines on them and it's contagious. It's so yeah. beautiful. Um, and so it, it's just you can't just account for like how well he's doing on the field and like that he's exerting all this energy that he's getting a sack that he's like playing back and 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 you know covering DJ more like you you have to account for so many different parts of his game he really to me gets this defense so fired up um and I think yesterday was it was a exact proof of it Oh, yeah, because when you see how much work he's putting in, it's almost insulting to think that you can let off the gas by any means. Like, yeah, his his motor should be just as influential to everybody else on the team. Um, and it could translate. But I agree, Kaylee. I think that it didn't feel like this individual game, individual thing. It wasn't everybody coming in, making up for mistakes from week six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. It felt like, okay, you did your job. We're going to go do our job. You did your job. We're going to do our job. And it became yep. a very synergistic thing because – both teams, if it, they've kind of worked in parallel. They had a slow – they didn't have a great start. Panthers got on the board first, and they did it in a pretty way. <laughs> I mean, I have to give credit to Sam Darnold. This guy was slinging this yeah. ball yesterday, slanging. And you're looking at this quarterback like, where the heck did you come from since when Since when do you do that? Uh, out of respect and love for the game, beautiful. Out of respect and love for being a Bucks fan, you hate to see it. And yeah. so them opening up with that energy, their confidence, their swagger, Sam Donald should feel damn good about himself today. Um, I think that the immediate response to that was, oh no, this can't happen. And there were still plenty of moments where it did happen. This isn't a defense that didn't let up any chunk plays yesterday. We still saw plenty of chunk plays, um, but it was, it was the bounce back. It was the adjusting. And then it was the fact that they finally started to create turnovers. So if they gave up a chunk play, that next play came in strong where they were either shutting them down on, you know, third and fourth, third and something, or getting that turnover, getting in Darnold's head a little bit. Um, I still think that he had a fantastic stand-up game. I think that this defense did just enough to constantly remind him we're still here. Uh, The biggest other thing that stood out to me is we were concerned about what was going to happen between Foreman and Hubbard. We're talking about two guys that had massive ground games the week before versus a team that was a little more consistent than the Bucs at the time. Yep. And you've got both of these guys held to under 50 rushing yards. Yeah. Foreman, 35 rushing yards. Uh, Hubbard, barely in the mix, 12 rushing yards. Sam Darnold comes in second with 20 rushing yards. So even though some of these chunk plays look like nauseating, when you go back and look at it, you're like, wait, but they stopped him about three and a half yards in on that play. It just yep. looked more explosive. Panthers looked pretty explosive. Bucks contain a lot more than you realize until the end of the game. And that's something that I'm most impressed about. Um, DJ Moore, we know that he had himself a heck of a game. So of course he broke hundred receiving yards. Smith was kind of up there as well. But then after that, everyone else kind of uh, dwindles down. So the adjustment that you and I keep talking about, it happened early and they stayed on top of it. Panthers played good football. So good Mm -hmm. plays are going to happen. But even within that, they did not self-implode. And I love the vibe of everyone kind of feeding off of one another. We've, we do see that a lot more on defense. We have seen it on this defense uh, here and there. We saw it more week one through three. But I love the fact that Devin White was excited to see everybody do something on yep. the field. And um, right after Devin White would go running around and being excited for it, like he was the ultimate hype guy for everyone. Uh, Mike oh, yeah. was even a, a hype guy for everyone. Sean Murphy Bunting was, a, everyone was so hype for, for each other. Um, another shout out to Keanu Neal. He had some big hits yesterday. He really throws his whole body into the situation. I'm almost sure that, you know, I don't know if he leads head first, feet first, but you just see him as this flying object that packs a punch. So they were exciting to watch as a whole yesterday. Um, they did the important things, which was keep their head in the game. It wasn't a blame game. It wasn't an individualism situation. The biggest priority here now is that they can build off the good from yesterday and yep. be a team that they've already beaten, number one, but do it in a way better fashion. This team yes. has always been talented. They've just never been strung together well for 
better outcomes. And we saw an opportunity for a better outcome yesterday, sitting on top of the NFC South, they're champions, playoff dreams are alive and 2023 might be their year. Who knows? Casey, (laughs) you're getting me fired up. I'm excited. You talked about guys getting excited for each other. Casey, it's time for us to get excited for them. Standout players. Who do you have? Ah, this one felt so hard for me. Um, I'm going to just go ahead and throw offense and defense defense. I've got to go with Anthony Nelson. I think that he heard the, the desperacy of pass rush coming back to life yesterday. Obviously, whenever pass rush does well, plays well, these guys, um, you know, their motors come to play. That's when you have an opportunity to shut down a run game. That's when you create pressure. That's when you close out pockets. I think that the pass rush showed up so well yesterday. Um, and I think that Anthony Nelson was a huge key of that, not only because of the sack, but I mean, he just kept going at him and going at him, and going at him. And I was really impressed with how he stepped up yesterday. We've always seen such strong moments from Anthony Nelson, but yesterday was a pretty big game for him as a whole. Uh, so defensively, I got to give it to Nelly. Offensively, um, dang, there's obviously like an obvious answer here, but <laughs> offensively, I want to... I'm going to give it to the offensive line, actually, as a whole. Um, The beginning started off a little questionable, but, I mean, if you go back and look at the film, there's some pockets that they created for Tom Brady that were just like, wow, this offensive line can do some things. And just imagine Big Red getting back into the mix. And it wasn't only all on Tristan Wirfs because, you know, at some points they were struggling to protect on the right side of that line. They shook it off. They – didn't implode, and then they came back and created some great pockets for one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And when Tom Brady had all day to throw, magic really happened, and that's how he saw Mike Evans get some big gains that he got. So that offensive line as a whole, I don't care about the mistakes and the penalties. You guys get a, a shout-out for me and uh, collect some standouts and some doubloons. Oh, I love that, Casey. I love it. Uh, so for me, I'll start with defense as well. You guys know Antoine Woodfield Jr. He's my guy. Uh, yeah, I loved his game yesterday. Um, five solo tackles, one assist, one sack. I, I just think that he's a dominant player. I think that he does more than just his stat line, like I said earlier. So mm-hmm. for me, he's my standout player on defense. I have to give an honorable mention, Casey. We didn't really talk about it. But what about Jake Camarda? Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. He's part of saved. the game. Yeah, he right? was actually like, a big saving part to this game. He huge, it. huge. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, it, it, it's just baffling to me the way that the punt goes and then you know, he's running off to the side. Like people are about to tackle this guy mm-hmm. and then he still gets a pump yeah. off and it goes down to like the two hats off Jake. Like he didn't think of all that in the mo- in that moment too. A lot of things could have happened. Oh my gosh. Yes. Jake mm-hmm. honorable mention. Fantastic. I got to go basic Mike Evans, what he did yesterday, especially after the season that he's had, especially after, you know, the, the, the not as romance of, a you know, yeah. a, a, as we've seen in the past between him and Tom Brady, just love to see him get some chunk yards, love to see him break that, you know, a thousand yard um, number, super happy for him. And again, like, I love the swag, the fact that he came out and was excited about it, that he felt confident. I think it raises the whole team's confidence when you have a guy like Mike Evans be swaggy and confident and come out and, you know, the throwback Michael Jordan. I just love it. I love the whole thing. I love seeing him win. Not, you know, with the Bucs individual because he does give so much back to this community, to fans, to everybody else. 100%. Mike Evans can do one good thing in a game and the entire stadium will go crazy as if they put up 40 points. So <laughs> our our producer wants us to give a shout out and honorable mention to Tom Brady, the goat. Uh, he did Tom have, he did have Brady. a fantastic game. Um, so yeah, it, Brady, Brady was locked in and you love to see that you love to see a locked in Brady. Really? It did. It felt like a new year for him. Like it just felt like, all of the old, all of the bad, all of the drama, all of the whatever just washed away with 2022 
And uh, we've we've got some, you know, confident, swagalicious guys coming into 2023. <laughs> and uh, I'm excited for it, Casey. Who knows? Like I said, 2023 could be the Bucks year. Could be. Could be. They're off to a good start. Uh, Kaylee, that leads us to one final thing, but um, some walk the plank. Do we have any walk? I don't know. I mean, I was pretty happy overall with everything. Um. I know it's hard after like all of that. You know what? It's a new year. It's the first episode of the new year. I don't know if there's like something that I'm like ticked off about. I feel happy today. I feel joyous and I I would like to maintain this because again, guys, I don't get to really have or chocolate or anything after this. I have to go eat a banana with maybe some almond butter and make it sound like it's eggs and bacon. So, and that uh, sounds good though, (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm telling myself it is. I really am. Uh, in lieu of that, I think starting off the new year, seeing a team that can pull together, not self-employed, not beat themselves, not do all the things that Kaylee and I have been dreading to hop on here and talk about. Uh, we're not going to walk the plane today. We're going to we're going to nope. keep it at standout players. A lot of good things. A lot of um, great. All spark. good news. Yeah, all good news. We saw some fireworks out of this team yesterday, and uh, hopefully it'll translate over to beating out the Falcons and winning out those last two games. They might not get three in a row, but maybe they can get two in a row and do it in high fashion. So, uh, yeah, I think that this is uh, this has been a my probably my face my favorite post game thus far. This has been fun. This has been fun. Jolly Rogers and touchdown fans, be sure to let us know what you guys think. Who did you guys think was the standout player in the game? You can follow us at Jolly Rogers TDS on both Instagram and Twitter. I'm Kaylee Mizell. You can follow me at Kaylee Mizell. She's Casey Hudson. You can follow her at The Sports Case. We are back on a normal schedule, so you can catch new episodes Monday, Wednesday, Friday of Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns, and, of course, catch those episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. The best place, though, is the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app. Turn on the auto-download function. That way, anytime we have a new episode, it will come straight to your phone so you can listen to it when you're having your morning coffee, when you're working out, when you're dropping the kids off at school, wherever you're going, you have the latest and greatest of Tampa Bay Buccaneers football on your phone to listen to with Jolly Rogers and Touchdown. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.